0: Thanks for tuning in to the second part of our two-part series with Frank Zabski. If you don't plan on listening to the first episode, no worries at all. It should still make sense without doing so, but just to catch you up, we meet up with Frank Zabski of The Pizza Gavones, a fellow pizza entrepreneur who knows a great deal about a style called Abits. In the past episode, we discussed its history, the characteristics, and he even shares some amazing baking techniques. I think it's definitely worth the listen. So, check it out when you can. In this episode, we talk about how Frank built a New Haven pizza school from the ground up. And we talk about the struggles of business, as well as some of the tactics he's used to get more customers. Welcome to the Woodscadill podcast. I'm your host, Idriff. On this show, we talk to the pizza community, including the innovators, the risk takers, and the game changers who are pushing the boundaries of pizza. Whether you're a seasoned pizza business owner, or you're just starting out on your journey, we've got something for you. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. And remember to always ask, what's good dough? But first, let me make a big shout out to our sponsors. Uni Pizza Ovens is the world's leading pizza oven manufacturer that allows you to make truly great pizza at home. It heats up to 950 degrees Fahrenheit, In just around 20 minutes, the perfect temperature to make amazing Neapolitan-style pizza. I also like to make other styles of pizza with it too, like Sicilians, Romans, and New York. Suitable for both home cooks and professional pizza chefs, Uni pizza ovens are the perfect addition to any kitchen, and will help you make the best pizza you've ever tasted. Don't settle for anything less than great pizza. Choose Uni pizza ovens. Cordo is the number one olive oil among top pizza chefs, known for its exceptional quality and freshness. The company is motivated by innovation and is dedicated to transparency and quality. Ever since I started using Cordo olive oil in my dough and on top of my pizzas, the flavors are amazing and I am amazed each time I use it. The flavor profile you get with Cordo olive oil is fresh olive oil, and that is unlike any other olive oil you've ever tasted. If you want to experience the difference, Or yours today. And if you want to support the show, use my affiliate link in the show's description below. Thank you for listening. And with that, let's get back to the episode. So Frank, are you some sort of pizza historian? I think we've gotten so like far enough into the conversation. Maybe you can give a bit of a primer as to who you are, a bit of background information as to who you are.
1: Yeah. So I wouldn't particularly call myself a historian. I love the history of it and I know a lot about it, but there's certainly people that know a lot more than I do. I'm just a good reader and researcher, and I just love it. I'm just passionate about it. So my story is I grew up in West Haven, which is the town over from New Haven in Connecticut, and there was a ton of really famous pizzerias for Connecticut, for New England. One's called Zupardi's, Abis. The other one's called Mike's. I mean, there was a bunch of others that don't exist anymore, but I started making pizza really at my church carnival. I actually started making what they call around here, pizza free, which basically is fried dough. So it's the same dough that you'd use to make baked pizza, but this dough it would be fried and they'd have tomato sauce, either pecorino or Parmesan cheese on top of it, or they would have confectionery sugar if you didn't like the sauce. So I was about 12 years old, Uh, When I started doing that. And that worked out pretty well till I was about 16. I started liking girls more than pizza. (laughs) (laughs) My pizza career ended around that time. In 2012, I started my own mobile pizza business, True Wood Fired Oven, not gas assist. This is, you know, the real deal um, called Fired Up Pizza Truck. What made you want to do that? (laughs) Oh, boy, that's. That's quite an interesting story. So my wheelhouse actually is IT. So I had my own IT business for 30 years. I'm one of those people that I got to row my own boat. I'm a serial entrepreneur. I have ton of ideas of things that I still want to do. But bottom line is I had two businesses at the time. One was a consulting business and the other one was a cabling infrastructure business. And quite honestly, I got bored. I'm like, I got to do something else. Because at that time, everything was kind of running. I don't want to say on autopilot because I worked my tail off, but I had things in place that I didn't have to be there every day. So I took that passion that I had for New Haven Pizza and I worked on a recipe for, you know, probably a year. And I certainly had some help along the way. You know, it wasn't just uh, me, but i made a lot of tweaks to things. So I did that for about four years and it really was an incredible success.
0: And then what happened? You said it was four years
1: Yeah, so what happened was, and this is kind of funny, my two businesses were going gangbusters. You know, the stuff that I made a living at. So this pizza business, although I did make money, you know, was nowhere near what I was making in my other businesses. And so I literally was working seven days a week. And after three or four years, my wife was like, listen, one of two things is going to go, either me or the pizza (laughs) business. (laughs) So uh, as they say, it's cheaper to keep her. <laughs> sure. I just had to stop doing it. And believe it or not, I still have everything. I still have the truck, the oven, the website, the whole nine yards. My thought process cuz at the time, my kids are older. I thought that they were going to have some interest in that food truck and it would be a really good thing for them to do in the summer and they can make a, a bunch of money short order. It just didn't work out. You know, mm-hmm. I'm I'm not the easiest person to work with in general. <laughs> Self-admitting Then what happened is, um, I think 2015 was the last year that I did the pizza truck. I have big parties over at my house. I've got a pretty nice backyard and big fire pit. So I've been, you know, the oven has been going and it's been working fine. But really what changed things is the pandemic for me. May of 2020, I started this Facebook group called All About New Haven Style Abits. What made you want to start that? Like a lot of other people, I was in a bad place mentally and pizza And the memories that I had from pizza were something that brought me back to a fun time in my life. Again, being kind of that entrepreneurial mind and more importantly, not being afraid to take a chance because not everything I've done in my life has been successful, hasn't. But I always say I've made more good decisions than bad, but I'm Mm -hmm. not afraid to make a decision or try something. But without getting too far off that on the business side, I started this group because I figured, hey, there's a lot of people in Connecticut that grew up just like I did and they have a lot of good memories. Let me get something going. And there was nothing like that on Facebook or even in Connecticut. So obviously I started with zero members and I've got almost 16,000 now. And I've got people from all over the world making New Haven style pizza. The other thing I've done is I have a five DIY video series on YouTube on my channel, the pizza Gavones, which I'll get to in a bit. And that, shows people how to make New Haven style pizza. There was a separate video on the dough, the sauce, the combination of everything, how to launch it. How to eat it. Yeah, well, (laughs) (laughs) I could do that pretty well too. (laughs) (laughs) So about a month after that, I started this brand called the Pizza Gavones. And it was me and two other people who are no longer involved in it. But the premise of that was at that time, A lot of the pizzerias in Connecticut and all over the country were really not doing well because it was shut down. So you had these pizzerias that had, on a Friday, Saturday night, hundreds of people patronizing their walk-in business. And it was morte, dead, gone, nothing. So the premise of the Pizza Gavones really was to do pizza reviews. The slogan that I came up with, I review the pizza, the place, and the personality. I'm sure you and a lot of probably your viewers have heard of Dave Portnoy. Yeah. Um, And people either love him or hate him. Mm -hmm. Uh, And people always ask me what I think about him, so on and so forth. And without getting too far down there, I have a ton of respect for him from a business perspective. I think he's an absolute genius. Obviously, he resonates with people from a technical pizza perspective. One of the things that I announce when I do my reviews, and this obviously is kind of directed towards him for whatever that's worth, I tell people- All my reviews are oven fresh pies. Never anything out of a box. Because my feeling is you cannot review a pizza that's been sitting in a box. Started that, I probably have 25, 30 professional quality videos all over Connecticut. I'm going to start venturing out, but for right now, it's Connecticut. The last thing I'll tell you about seven months ago, I took three things, or as we say around here, tree, not three, tree. I took tree things that I love to do, and one you've probably already figured out, is I like to talk, I like to teach, and I like to make New Haven style pizza. So I took those ingredients, so to speak, I put them in a bowl, and I started this pizza school called New Haven Pizza School. And the premise is uh, to teach every student that comes in how to make at home with ingredients that you could buy at your local grocery store, New Haven style pizza, using their home oven. It went from kind of slow the first couple of weeks to it's basically turned into a full time job. Um, I have, I don't want to jinx myself, but I have close to as much work as I can handle because outside of doing the classes, I rent a pizzeria out on Monday nights and Sunday afternoons in New Haven. And I teach most of my classes there, but I also do a lot of lunch and learns and team building. And I do uni training and wood-fired oven training, and one-on-ones, and what I call friends and family, so I could take that same class, go to your house, and you could have a bunch of people come over and we'd do the class there. I was going to say that's the short story, but it's probably kind of the long story. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, lo-
0: I love hearing it. Before I ask you you know, other questions, I thought you had said earlier that your wife basically told you pizza... Or me, how did you get all of this free time again? And it seems like you're managing a lot of stuff.
1: Okay, so that's a fair question. So I kind of stepped away from the IT business a couple of years ago. Got it. So I still own it, my wife and I. My wife runs it for a lot of reasons. My business has really shrunk. There's a lot of automation now. There's the cloud. There's a bunch of things. But um, honestly, I was burnt out. Absolutely burnt to the crisp however you want to describe it. When I first got into the business in, you know, 93, it was an incredible business on so many levels because everything was new. I remember taking a box apart that had my CompuServe modem and login information, you know, before the internet. Back then, when you worked or engaged with a customer, you were part of the team. You were part of the success. You were part of the company, even though you were an outside person. And the last you know, five to eight years, it's become what I call transactional. We still have a lot of good customers, but the bottom line for most of them, and especially the new ones, is it's all about price, how quick can you get here? There's no soul to it. It's strictly transactional and financial. And it just got to me. And I just uh, was fortunate enough to be able to walk away from it.
0: That's your story. And now you're focusing how, what percentage of your time into pizza,
1: Honestly right now it's pretty much 100% of my focus. I shouldn't say that. You know, I still oversee the IT business from afar. You know, I obviously talk to my wife every day about it, but I would probably say 95% is pizza. This is what they call and I'm a little bit older than you, I think. This is what they call 2.0 for the mid 50s people. Um, you know, in your 50s, you're supposed to be able to do what you want to do versus do what you have to do. So, I had certain financial goals and things that I wanted for my kids, which I was able to achieve. And so now I can downshift and I don't have to make X, I can make Y financially and be okay.
0: You know, there's this question on TikTok that this TikTok personality asked. He asked people different ages, like one, what's it like to be your age? So what's it like to be 50? now and then what would you tell your 30 year old self
1: (laughs) so i'll answer the first question first so being my age right now is scary as i can't curse can i curse or not curse you can
0: curse as much as you
1: want being 55 54 is scary as shit because you're at a point in your life, you look back at your 30 year career knowing that you you probably have another 30 years left and it scares the crap out of you. You know, my wife and I are in a situation now where both our kids are pretty much out of the house and that is absolutely freaking bittersweet. You know, it's good that they're out, but it stinks as a parent because you never imagine the day that your kid packs his or her car and either goes to school or moves two hours away. So that is a challenge mentally. So that's my, that's my 55 or 54 year old answer. And my 30 year old answer is a little bit less sentimental and more business. And I'll give you as much as I want to give. (laughs) I always trusted people. I was always brought up and I don't have a halo over my head. I've made some mistakes and I, you know. Like everyone else. But for the most part, I consider myself someone who has a high moral and ethical standard. And so a lot of my business that I did, I did with people, including employees that I trusted. And I didn't have employee contracts and I didn't have vendor client contracts. And that has come back to bite me in the rear end. Again, not going into details, but I would tell my 30 year old self, and this is going to be kind of a hard thing to hear, but it is what it is is that you have no friends in business, none. Now, that doesn't mean you can't be friendly and amicable and nice and pleasant, but at the end of the day, push comes to shove, your clients and your employees will always do what's best for them. That would be the advice I would give my 30-year-old self.
0: Okay, wow, that's some real stuff there. And I I appreciate you being open and vulnerable and giving us a little bit of insight yep. as to what you've gone through. And that's fair, that's life. Yeah. I really do want to learn more about how you built a community on Facebook.
1: How I built a community on Facebook. Really, the answer to that is I just gave a lot. I showed people how to make this pizza on the videos that I created. I answer, you know, I'm on there a lot, probably a lot less than I used to be, but probably the first year. I mean, I probably was on my group, you know, 20, 30 hours a week, just trying to help people as much as I could with all different types of questions. I gave a lot of myself and I think that really built trust, you know, no like trust. I mean, I think that's what I did. There's some people that don't like me and I understand that, you know, as you could tell, I'm pretty upfront and um, I'm not for everyone without question, nor do I want to be.
0: And then, the, you know, building that community, giving more than you, than you take. And then you said something, no like trust. That is like, that's the precursor to making a sale, Right. No like trust. Is that yes. what it, okay? And I'm assuming the, the sixteen thousand people that you built in this Facebook group, you ended up saying, Hey, I have a school for more one-on-one conversation. Maybe come join my school. Is that kind of how it works?
1: Yeah, you know, kind of sorta. Of, you know, it's kind of funny. The group seems to be really more I'll call it consumer. I don't get a ton of business from the group that I can track. It always interested me. I don't know where everyone comes from, but I I do a lot of uh, posts to a lot of other groups in Connecticut. Like there's a group called Connecticut Wonderful. They've got 35,000 members. And the whole premise of the group is to show people spots, restaurants, things to do that make Connecticut Wonderful. I have a huge following on Connecticut Wonderful. Pretty much what I do is every one of my classes, I have a professional photographer and videographer that come to the class And they take some really, really, really good pictures. And I post the pictures up. And there's people that are smiling and laughing and launching the pizzas. And, you know, I don't post things like direct sales stuff. Now, I'm not saying that I haven't. But for the most part, I like to tell the story. And I like people to see my face and my name and kind of get that connection. And I think that's really kind of probably more what I got on my group is that I kind of built a name for myself. I don't think I get a ton of business from the group, but I think it's helped build me as quote unquote a New Haven pizza expert. Now understand that I didn't start the group for that. I mean, I just came up with this pizza school idea. There was no monetization at all from the group, zero. This kind of just happened, the pizza school.
0: Where do your customers come from then for the pizza school? would you say?
1: What I do is I probably have a list of about 20 Facebook groups that are Connecticut centric. Like there's a Facebook group called things to do in Connecticut. So I post on there. I post, you know, some direct ads. Hey, this is my class. Come check it out. I show you how to do the dough, the sauce, the, but again, a lot of what I do is, um, after every class, I post these awesome looking pictures and I let the pictures and the people and the expressions on the people's faces and the pictures of the pizza tell the story
0: you're not doing too much of a hard push you're not doing too big of an ask but people are just when they see it they're like it's either for me or it's for not or it's not for me and They'll sign up?
1: Yeah, I mean, there's there's some people that they're just brutal, man. Like I charge $125 for a class, it's three hours. And for three hours you get a cup that you bring home that you don't have to measure anything with, you get a recipe. You know, you get a lifetime knowledge for three hours for $125, which is kind of the goal rate. But there's people that come on and say, Are you kidding me? How do you charge $125 an hour? And you know, they're they're just brutal. I always try to be funny and I say, Well, I guess you're not gonna be in class. That's kind of how that rolls.
0: We just paid $170 per person, my wife and I, for a knife uh, skills class. Yep. Um, Two hours, barely got any food. It was like appetizers. And then we used, like, we made spring rolls out of the vegetables that we cut. The knowledge is great, but in terms of like, the food that you normally eat. I'm assuming people eat in your class. Oh, yeah. But like if you're in class for three hours, you're going to be eating a good amount. And that adds up too. So, I you mean, know, $120 for three hours of your time sounds like a steal.
1: It is. I mean, they get pizza before they start the class. There's a famous soda in Connecticut called Fox and Park, kind of Fox and Park and New Haven's pizza. They're like yin and yang. So they get a limited Fox and Park. They get pizza when they first come in. And then everyone makes their own pizza. Nice. So it's like, you know, it's it's the whole deal. It's the, it's the full Monty, so to speak. You know, so that's where I get a lot of business from. And, and also one thing I do, and I don't do a lot of it, but Facebook has a very granular way of advertising and marketing. So I have set up several audiences, as they call them, with specific parameters of people that I want to reach.
0: Mm, so you're advertising.
1: I am. Not a ton. The thing of it is, is just, you can't just do one thing. You know, you got to do five, 10 things. And then whittle it down to three or five that work. My classes are 12 people and I'll get a family of four. I'll get a couple couples and then I'll get the rest singles. And that's kind of a standard class. But I guess where I'm going with this and I track this, I'll get a couple from my Facebook ads. I'll get a couple from things to do in Connecticut. I'll get a couple from Connecticut. Wonderful. I'll get one from another place. I'll get one from my group.
0: And you're tracking it by putting different links for all of these places that you're posting.
1: Well, that would make too much sense. (laughs) How how do you, I was going to say, how do you know then? I just asked people, Ah, where'd you find out about us? Old school, but it works. And it works.
0: Frank, uh, I want to ask you my final two questions before we wrap up here. You've been so great. I hope to have you on again sometime because you're a wealth of knowledge.
1: Anytime, my friend, anytime. Like I said, you know, I could talk. (laughs) (laughs) We'll we'll try to uh, carve out a little bit more time
0: too, so you can get deeper in in, in the weeds. What is one mistake in pizza, business, or life that people should avoid?
1: It's not a positive thing, but I'm just going to tell you, is be cautious with people. Don't trust everyone 100%. Be more concerned about their actions than their words. I could probably give you a couple more if you want something a little bit better, but that's the burning thing I have uh, in general. And I know it's not positive, but I teach how to start your own business, entrepreneurial class. And I tell people the same thing. I'm like, listen, I'm not going to come up here and tell you everything is great because it's not when you have your own business. Like with everything in life, there's good and bad. Having your own business allows you to have make unlimited money and have your own free time and make your own schedule. And you tell people what to do as opposed to someone telling you what to do. But the flip side of that is it's a challenge to keep that work-life balance. And as you get older and your kids get older and your time gets spread, it's a challenge having your own business. I personally would never do anything different. I was born to have my own business without question, but it's not for everyone. It's not. And that's not bad. One of the first things I tell my students is, listen, I'm either going to convince you to have your own business or convince you not. And either one, I've been successful because you shouldn't do something you don't want to do or that you're not good at. Not that you can't learn. But it's just not for everyone.
0: That's super fair. I think in this day and age, we have influencers who make things all pretty and magnificent and like, oh, owning the business, owning a business is the best thing in the world. But you have to realize there are downsides to it. There are times where your contract doesn't get renewed. And then what do you got to do? You got to scramble for money or, you know, your business partner may shit on you, screw you over. That can happen too whatever the case may be it's not all butterflies and rainbows on the other end of
1: it all as i say you know there's a lot of people who put stars in your eyes and you just have to be able to read between the stars i personally wouldn't change anything i was very fortunate you know but i was also in an industry that was just emerging as humble as i can say this i did very well for myself and i came from this zero perfect
0: thank you for that thank you for sharing that is a completely fair answer yeah that's my answer <laughs> Final question for you, Frank, before we go, what do you want to leave the audience with today? The floor is yours. What do you want to say as your final words?
1: Well, first, thanks for listening to me. That's the most important thing. Hopefully you got something from what I have said, if you are in and around Connecticut, there's a lot of really, really good pizzerias outside of Sally's Peppies and Modern. And now I'm not saying don't go there, but there's a lot of hidden gems that people should know about. I think you got to give New Haven style a try. It's not for everyone, but a lot of people do like it. And I think, you know, we don't have a professional team in Connecticut. I always say that pizza or our beats for us, is kind of our professional team. Because there are people who are just staunch Sally's or Peppys or Modern or Grand or uh, Ernie's or, you know, a hundred other places, you know, but they're just like, that's it. I'm not going anywhere else. They're the best, blah, blah, blah. So I think I want to leave you with that. And the life part of it, which will be brief, is enjoy your time. You have to carve out time for things that you want to do and your kids are not always going to be around all the time. If you have a decision between doing a little bit of extra work or going to their basketball game or football game or their concert or whatever, absolutely 100% go spend time with your family because it goes very quickly.
0: Thank you. Thank you for ending on that. I, I need to hear that. I recognize that today, there are times where I'm like distracted from that message. And so I always need that reminder. And so for anyone who wants to shoot over that reminder to me, I'll take it. All right, Frank,
1: I got to have you back on, all right? Listen, I have no problem. You tell me when you want me on. No, the hour went by too quick. It's good leaving them one more.
0: Hell yeah. <laughs> have a
1: great rest of your evening.
0: Peace. Well, there you have it. My conversation with Frank Zapsky. Do check out our social accounts to stay updated whenever we have a new show. You can find us on Instagram at what's good Dough, and on our website, what'sgooddough.com. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the show so that we can reach more listeners. I appreciate you. I love you. Till next time. Peace.